Gabby. Hey, Nikki. So, today we got an interesting topic. Okay. It's going to be about body dysmorphia, body mm. positivity, yeah. everything about, you know, self-love, loving your body, mm-hmm. why we don't, why we hate it. So, I found this crazy story okay. about one of the Victoria's Secret models, I can never remember their names, but she was actually fired because they're required to stay at a size 2 for the entire time they're contracted with them. Not going to be a model. <laughs> no time <laughs> yeah, soon. plus size. Okay. <laughs> and it's crazy what they consider plus yeah. size. Like I see the plus size model. I'm like where? She ain't plus size. <laughs> She's small. This is plus size, honey. <laughs> but, you know, she was let go despite working out twice a day. And they said that oh, their diets wow. were so strict they couldn't even have like broccoli or cauliflower stuff like that that blood you up and what yeah insane diets to fit like these idealistic standards which is crazy to me because when i picture a victoria's secret model um they want you to be like a a waist size 26 but they say the average woman is a a 32 yeah in the waist yeah so it's like you're being called fat and everything for standards that are not even the majority of real life women that's crazy so yeah that's just a taste of what we're getting just a taste um (laughs) and basically with your body image i mean i think that's pretty standard it's just how you view your body like mm-hmm. what you think about it how you compare it that your your feelings about it how you show up with your body because i mm-hmm. think the way you think about your body is also how you show up in the world Very how true. confident you feel or, or the lack of confidence <laughs> um and then we want to go into body dysmorphia so really that's just having these preconceived notions of what your body looks like that is not accurate. Mm-hmm. So it looks different for everyone. It, it really just depends on like how bad you have it. Like mm-hmm. I, I would say that I truly have had that in a very mild sense. Some people can get it in such a bad sense that they like obsess over it. Like Absolutely, they can stare yeah. in the mirror for hours. Um, or they will starve themselves because even though the scale says they're 90 pounds, when they look in the mirror, it doesn't look like that to them. There's something that's not registering correctly. So for me, with what I struggled with, obviously wasn't that obsessive, but it's really that comparison. Mm -hmm. You know, you you see all these other beautiful women and this standard of beauty that society puts out there and how you should look. You know, all the surgeries that are out there that make everyone look like they're perfect and beautiful. And then when I see that I'm not that, I'm like, oh... So I'm not perfect. I'm not beautiful. I, you know, this needs fixed. This needs fixed. And then I I will say, though, that I've, I have nitpicked small things that I'm like, once I sit back and think about it, I'm like, that's so stupid. Like, I can guarantee you no one else is probably thinking about that. Like, I'm like, I had this one little tooth right here and it's just a little bit out out of line. (laughs) And if I just got that really straight, I'm like... I don't think no one even notices that. Just stupid things. You want it to be insanely perfect like and you're never going to reach perfection and honestly um i saw a couple statistics on a ted talk i was watching and Mm -hmm. the girl was saying that nine out of ten women are unhappy with their bodies so all the women who we idealize or who we put in these positions of the standard of beauty they don't like their own bodies Mm -hmm. half the time they are constantly picking so it's like there's never a time where you're going to reach this point of perfection unless you learn to look at what you have as perfection because that's the way that God made you. So your teeth, 
or your the way you smile Mm -hmm. or your eyes you know whatever it is that the way god made you unless you see that as perfection you're never going to be happy and i think like one of the main causes that i would say for that is just culture media social media i mean and when i say that culture i mean social media i think is kind of broad for everyone but different cultures have different beauty standards yeah i mean if you look at um Asia, you know, China, Japan, things like that. A lot of the beauty standard is very petite, Mm -hmm. very, very, very small versus when you come to America, I mean, you have so many different, I mean, it goes from having giant boobs and being skinny to having big butts, big boobs to all these different things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would say social media is a huge culprit Mm -hmm. in that, Um, just media in general. I mean, the movies, who they cast, they typically cast the same type of pretty women, the quote unquote pretty women. I feel like it just can be so toxic. Mm-hmm. It can be so, and, and I've had to actually get off social media before. Yes. Because I find myself at times comparing myself um, with how I look or, I mean, just anything in life. But just to stick on, you know, how you look, you know, you compare yourself to these women who, like you said with the statistic, are not even probably happy with themselves. And exactly. quite frankly, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to down plastic surgery uh, because if you have the money and you want to do it and you're in the right mind state for that, you know, and you're doing it for, the, I guess, you want to say the right reasons, then whatever, go ahead, mm-hmm. do it. But I think a lot of these women are just so unhappy with where they're at that they continuously get all these surgeries. And then you have the women who haven't gotten the surgeries or haven't gotten it yet looking at these women like, oh, they're so beautiful, they're so confident, they're so amazing. And it's like, no, they, they're unhappy like yeah, you are. they are. And social media is just the perfect place to present perfection because you have filters, mm-hmm. you have Facetune, you have Photoshop, yeah. everything to literally modify your body. And they're <laughs> all doing it. Everyone. Every single person who you can imagine, who you think is absolutely perfect, the perfect butt, the perfect boobs, the perfect mm-hmm. no cellulite, anything. They're using Photoshop. They're oh, using yeah. filters. <laughs> I was watching um, a documentary with these two plastic surgeons. One of them came with a term called selfie dysmorphia. They said that there's a massive amount of young girls coming in mm-hmm. with pictures of how they look with a filter on and saying that they want to look like that they said that when kylie jenner came out with and said that she had uh, fillers in her lips and everything it went crazy that's all they got everybody wanted that and i was just like man the power of social media the power of these filters the guy who came up with the term selfie dysmorphia he said that a girl actually came in and asked him to make her eyes bigger because there was this filter that made her eyes look big and bright and and bambi-ish and he was like like there's no way i can make your eyes bigger so yeah social media i mean it's so much fakeness on there it's like very rare and to think of how we're impacted as grown women um there's so many teenagers they said that i think it was sure it's so much harder for them yeah like 78 percent of teenagers are on social media so imagine those young girls and what they see every day as perfection right and that's hard because when you're a teenager, first off, you're going through puberty. So you're changing already. So that's already hard to go through and your body's changing everything that your feelings, all of that. Plus you have the peer pressure of school. Yes. And then you go on social media and look at these grown 30, 
plus-year-old <laughs> women? Like, you're supposed to look like them? No, you're not supposed to look like... You're not supposed to look like perfection. Um, and I think that's where we're at now in society. It's this picture-perfect look and, like, flawless. And I, I dabble with, with the uh, filters for fun. Yeah. You know, I don't do it because I'm like, everything has to be filtered. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun sometimes, but there are times where I'm like, should I even be doing this for fun? And I don't know, this is my own mm-hmm. personal thoughts. But it's like... Because I know that there are people out there who really wished they looked like that. They really wish they looked like their yeah. filters. And sometimes people, they don't really know how to differentiate real life from social media or from um, filters or from plastic surgery. So they just assume that they're ugly because they don't look like everyone else. Um, I think another... Thing, or another factor that can play into having like low self-esteem with your with the way you look is like your family, your environment, yes. your friends. Like I've heard and I've I've been fortunate enough to not experience that, but I've heard stories of people saying how like their parents told them they they were ugly or that their mm-hmm. peers told them that they were I mean, I know growing up, so <laughs> I and I think this is where my my low self-esteem with how I look Mm-hmm. stemmed from and this mm-hmm. is like the beginning of it was when I was younger in elementary school I was chubby and the kids made sure I knew mm-hmm. I was chubby <laughs> like so there sad. was there was no like denying it <laughs> and it was so hard because like all my friends which they most of them weren't my friends they were just people you hung out with because then when I think back at it like a lot of them were really mean to yeah. me and I'm like why did I hang out with these <laughs> yeah. people but um they were all small and petite and little, you know, you know how the little kids are. They're just, like, lanky and skinny. Mm-hmm. And I was I was definitely not that. <laughs> I was definitely not that. And, like I said, it was made known. And even though at home my parents and my family would pour into me and they would say, you're beautiful, you're this, you're that. But when your peers make fun of you yeah. and when your peers... That's a lot of times for a kid can override what, you know, the people who are closest to you say because you want to be accepted. For me, so long I wanted to be accepted. Mm -hmm. And when I felt rejection with how I looked, I started to feel like something's wrong with me. Yeah. I don't look like everyone else. And in, in all honesty, it got worse as I got older like as I got into middle school it got worse and high school kind of lessened up a little bit and then I got older had a baby and then it got you know worse again it's just like a back and forth battle but it was my environment it was my peers and me comparing myself to them and that's like that's amazing that you had your family to pour into you yeah but that's it they're fighting against like a huge machine (sighs) which is society when you go to school every day and you see nobody who looks like you, mm-hmm. and this is like a little bit embarrassing to admit, but there's been so many times that I will look around the room, and this is as an adult, mm-hmm. obviously. Like, I have not been plus size all my life. Yeah. But as an adult, there's been so many times where I will be in a church, mm-hmm. in a huge room, a small room, and I will look around and say, oh my God, I'm like the biggest person in this room. Yeah. Or I will look around and say, I'm the darkest person in this room. And it sometimes makes me, it'll settle in like, oh, maybe I am that kid that everybody used to just be like, make fun of for my complexion because, you know what I mean? I'll look around and I see that sometimes and it's like, 
how are you supposed to believe it when somebody tells you like, no, you're beautiful, your skin is beautiful, your size is beautiful, you know what I mean? It's when, a huge... When everything else looks different and you're everything like... Everything else looks so different. Am I? Yeah. And so, and even with family, um, I didn't deal with it so much when I was younger. One thing I will say that, and I love my mom, I love my family, they did so much for me and I don't fault them for this because, well, in a sense I do, but yeah. that wasn't something they knew how to do was express love and share positive things with you mm. so i never ever ever heard like you're beautiful mm. i never ever heard you're smart i never got that they didn't know how to do that yeah. they gave me things they showed their love in other ways yeah. um but it, it did cause a huge hole and a huge void in me to go out and seek that so it was easy for some dumb uh, weird boy to come tell me <laughs> <laughs> I was cute and I was beautiful and I'm like really yeah because oh now God. you feel all the attention and you're just like oh my gosh I feel great now <laughs> yeah yeah and it, it, it it's not a good thing like you need to hear those things and you need to have them constantly poured into you but again it's a huge machine that you're fighting yeah, against to try and get people like it's on the tvs it's in the magazines it's Everywhere. in social media and then when you do gain weight they like you said, people want to let it be known. Yeah. Every time you show up, that I'm like, they're like, oh my god, what have you been doing? What have you been eating, girl? You better slow down. You have I gained just, weight. I can't. I just my mind can't wrap around what makes someone so bold enough to say stuff like that. Like I could never. I don't never. care if you vastly change from the last time I see you. Now I might be concerned and I might start asking you things about life just to see if you're depressed. But I'm not gonna be like, dang. <laughs> You are Girl, big. You better like, lay off the pork chops, honey, or something. That I don't is know. So rude <laughs> yes. and so terrible. Very rude, and I didn't understand it. I got to a point where I started calling people out on it because I think they—I yeah. don't know if they just didn't realize, but if I said something to them, they would instantly feel guilt and kind of try and retract mm. it. So I don't know. Maybe people just don't think. I don't know, but you know, family friends and like you said I've always had really small friends mm -hmm. you know always tiny and they never made me feel bad about it but of course I couldn't help but notice that like yeah but in some cases you do have friends like your friends when you was little that will point it out yeah to you and stuff. they weren't so my friends they weren't your friends they weren't my friends and if you have <laughs> friends that make you feel bad about the way that you look or single you out they're not your friends no not at all and I feel like once you start and again this could just be my journey but I feel like once you start off having low self-esteem it's really hard to break out of that oh, it's yes. really hard to break out of so those Yes, it's a lot of work. And I know for me, like, it took me a long time because it's something that started from a young age. Mm -hmm. Like, from a young age, then you get to middle schoolish, whatever, high schoolish for some people, and you hit puberty, and now things are changing again, and you're trying to deal with those things, plus mm -hmm. the, the, the low self-esteem, plus the peer pressure. And it's just, like, it. it's so hard to break out of that. And that stuff goes into adulthood with us yeah. and the, the the scary thing about that is that for us like we, we have children mm -hmm. if we're not careful and we don't deal with those things our children our nieces our nephews our younger cousins like the people who are around us and look up to us and they see mom saying oh I can't stand the way I look Absolutely. oh if this was only better if this was only different because there are people who do that yeah. and they say it out loud and, and they, they make it they known and us. these kids see it and then they begin to assume like oh 
well, I look kind of like mom in this, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I don't. And I even, I'm guilty of this, you know. I, I always talk about, like, I hate my chubby cheeks. I've had chubby cheeks all my life. I'm like, oh, I just hate them. Like, oh, I wish I had. And I actually heard my son being like, mom, I got your chubby cheeks. I do not like them. And I was like, and I, mm-hmm. and I, like, I like, really had to sit and think and be like, I hope I didn't instill that into him. Yeah. Like, I hope that, because now when I say it, it's not so much how I felt when I was younger. Like, when I was younger, I really, like, had disdain for yeah. them. Now I just play around when I say it, like, oh, I guess I'm just going to have these forever because I'm in my 30s. But when he hears that, he doesn't see it as, oh, mom's just, like, goofing off. He sees it as mom doesn't like this. Yeah. And I have chubby cheeks, too, so maybe I shouldn't like that. So... I say that to say be very careful. Be very, very careful because you might start instilling those um, those negative self-images that you have of yourself onto the next generation. And environment. My daughter, my oldest daughter, Madison, and if you all know my daughter, Madison, she is tall and slender. Mm-hmm. She will tell me that she feels like she looks fat sometimes. If I take a picture of her, she'll be like, I don't like that, I look fat. And I'm like... What? She is a stick. She's a <laughs> she's stick, a first stick. of all. And she's 10. And oh. she'll be like, oh, can you delete that, mommy? I look fat. And I'm oh. like, what are you talking about? And it's like already this fear of being yeah. fat. Um, and then she goes to a predominantly white school. Mm-hmm. And at, at the age of like five and six, she would come home and tell me she wished she was white. What? Yeah, she used to say that even before, I think it was oh like preschool it started. And it probably stopped around first grade, but as much as we told her, you have the most beautiful brown skin. Yeah. You have the most gorgeous curls. Mm-hmm. And she would be like, I just wish I was white. And I would be like, well, why do you want to be white? And she'd be like, all my friends are white. Yeah. And then she would get picked on sometimes and they would tell her, well, you can't play in this center because we're playing in it. And make her go play by herself. Mm-hmm. Like she was bullied already yeah. in the early ages. Yeah. And she it automatically was, it's because I'm black. If I wasn't black, oh. then I wouldn't have to deal with this. And I just yeah. like, it broke my heart. You know what I mean? Because I want her to love. And she doing so much better with it now yeah um but you know i want her to love herself but how can i show her something that i barely have have down myself so that's why it's super important for us to you know continue to work on these things Mm -hmm. i feel like these can really affect us in some deep negative ways Mm -hmm. one is depression you know there's been times that i'm like i have gotten into a depressive state because i think to myself well I was rejected by this person and in my mind I was rejected by this person because I wasn't pretty enough and now that I'm not pretty enough I must not be smart enough and mm-hmm. I also must not be you know successful enough or funny enough, or, or you know it just spirals into all these negative thoughts and then when you begin to look at yourself and says I'm ugly I don't have any worth you you just you naturally just become depressed yeah. <laughs> you're like naturally you, you're just like you're you're filling yourself up with all these negative thoughts thoughts and emotions mm-hmm. and you just will naturally feel terrible about yourself yeah. and that's a that's a scary place to be in when you're when you already don't look at yourself well and then mm-hmm. you're depressed about it and it's like you have to do everything you can to fight to get out of that hole oh my gosh and I remember feeling like I wish I there's been times in my mm-hmm. depression where I felt like I wish I could be anyone but myself. Mm, And Mm -hmm. I remember, listen, (laughs) y'all, this is me being honest because some of my thoughts can be so dark, you know, that I'm sharing that Mm -hmm. I actually experienced. But Mm -hmm. 
Um, I remember literally looking at different people and comparing my life to theirs. And even though they may not have been happy, I would be like, well, at least they're not this. Or at least they're not that. At least oh, they have this. I've recently done that. Oh, wow. I have recently done that. Like, <laughs> like look at someone else's life and be like, I don't know, you know, everything that's going on in their life. But at least they got this. I don't got that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not this. And, and it's like, why are you even comparing? Why? Because we all got something that somebody else us. don't got. You know what I mean? Like, you want to trade your problems for mine. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to hate yourself because now you come no, up you and not. you're going to wish you were you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but <laughs> isolating. Yeah. Um, among the depression, I isolated. Mm-hmm. I always have. And I, I kind of talked to my therapist about this. Like, this might be a, a, a thing that I did sub- subconsciously. Yeah. I've always attached myself to really beautiful people, friends. Mm-hmm. And I, I, okay. I feel like I've done it intentionally, okay. but almost subconsciously. Yeah. I've always hung out with, especially in my pre-save days, like really popular, really pretty girls. Okay. Like, fashionistas if i was yeah. to name drop y'all would know exactly and if you live in Akron, y'all would know them yeah because they've I've always attached myself to really beautiful and attractive people and i don't know if that's because i don't know maybe i thought it would make mm. me feel better or okay. what something i want to dive into a little bit more yeah. but because of that when i gained weight and i had a baby and i could no longer afford hair and lashes and clothes and going out I I wanted to hide yeah. because my new the new me was not accepted. The new me was not accepted. And a quick story time. I remember one time one of my friends who used to get in the clubs for free and VIP yeah. and stuff all the time. Um, I overheard her on the phone with another friend who I was in the car with and she we were all drunk. So she didn't realize I could hear the conversation. Yeah. But she was saying like, you have to leave her and the other girls behind or we won't get in the club for free. Oh like, you need God. to find a way to get away from them. And she was like, okay, I am. I'm, I am. I'm going to do it. I'm going to. She's literally saying this in front of us because she was drunk and not. Okay. You know, and so yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that was the yeah. moment when I realized, like, I'm no longer one of them. Like, wow. because of my weight gain and because I don't have my hair and nails and stuff done all the time anymore. Yeah. So I just hit. I went in my room. Mm-hmm. I didn't leave. I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want anybody to see the new me and have mm-hmm. to react. But I tell you one thing. One thing that made me feel amazing was on those rare occasions when I did go out and someone didn't. They treated me like yeah. I was the same me. They yeah. were like, oh, hey, Nicola, how you been? How's the baby? She's They're so cute. They're not pointing out anything that you were insecure about. And it was, or... it is so refreshing. We need more of that. We do. We to do. keep people from isolating and going into a yes. hole of depression. Because it's, it's hard. I mean, I know, and I don't struggle with it as much now because I'm on medicine for it, but mm-hmm. I had acne really bad. Mm-hmm. Really bad. And when you see someone, the first thing you see is their face. Mm-hmm. So when you're when I'm walking into a room and I know that my face is completely broken out, and I'm like, makeup don't cover this, and I don't like wearing lots of makeup anyway, mm-hmm. so I'm like, I'm just going to have to show up with this acne. And I have remembered times where, like, my acne was really bad, and I purposefully didn't go to places. Like, I was like, mm. no, no one's going to see me like that. Like, they're going to look at me and think, like, ew, she's dirty or something, which obviously is <laughs> stupid thought. But, and I think, too, for me, like, I've always been on the shyer side, mm-hmm. even from a young age, and I think 
all of that was kind of like a coping mechan a coping mechanism that shyness mm. of like I'm gonna stay a little isolated and, and maybe not fully isolated but I'm gonna be a little bit more quiet be a little bit more in the background so that people don't pick out you know if I don't want to be miss popular because yeah. if I'm miss popular people are gonna point out everything that's yeah, wrong about be me unnoticed. so if I'm just kind of in the background but still around people you know I. I I am like that even to this day. Like, I don't like attention. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm in a room, people are staring at me, I get super anxious because I think they, they see something about mm-hmm. me that I don't like. Like, they see this pudge. They see this whatever. Like, they see something that I'm insecure about, and that's what they're staring at. And it's like, mm-hmm. they ain't paying no attention. Girl, that's no one of the most attention. freeing feelings to come to the realization of is that <laughs> part of the time, it's all in your head. Like, yeah. nobody's sitting there... When, like uh-huh. I said, I have the thought. Nobody's sitting there looking at me like, oh my gosh, she's the biggest person in this whole room. Let me look around and see. Like, yeah. nobody's thinking that. No except for me. <laughs> oh nobody's God. thinking like, oh my God, that girl has acne. No. Like, acne, like, to me, and this is me, I know I'm not trying to say that, mm-hmm. like, you shouldn't be insecure about yeah. it or anything to undermine it, but... Like, I felt, I've always thought that was, like, so normal. And mm-hmm. I when I would hear people say that they, you know, hated it so much, and I would be like, I mean, but it's, it's like, normal. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I never dealt with it, though. Yeah. So I've never been in those shoes. But I'm like, it happens. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But, but I get that people will make you feel, how people will make you feel about something that so many people experience. And it's terrible because when people point out those things to you, whether if they do it, purposefully or not like sometimes people could just be saying something and it just comes off that way and you're like oh i know what you're trying to say Mm -hmm. um it creates anxiety it creates anxiety in you because now you're like i'm afraid to go out to see people because people are going to see this ugly part of me i'm afraid to go hang out with friends i'm afraid to go over to family functions because now i'm already expecting that these people are going to say these things because you've experienced it so now you know not only are you just isolated in your own mind wanting to not you know do anything or see anyone but like you have a reason now because someone has actually made you feel anxious about it's almost like they brought that fear to light Yes. And now, but everyone's not like that. So, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But you still got to walk around with that fear, so. Yeah. Um, And then, like, one of the other things that is very common that you hear when it comes to body dysmorphia is um, eating disorders. Uh, Bulimia, anorexia, uh, there's multiple different kinds, but I will, you know, share one of the experiences I've had with, you know, poor body image is... Like I said before, when I was younger, um, I got made fun of for being chubby. So when I got into middle school, I want to say it was about sixth or seventh grade, I actually tried to be bulimic. Like I really, it didn't work because I was like, I ain't doing this. I ain't sticking my finger down my throat throwing up. And it it didn't last with me, Mm -hmm. Um, fortunately, because for some people, they become so obsessed that they they do. And it becomes a lifelong journey for Mm -hmm. them. Um, but I did. I, I remember going to the bathroom after I eat and literally like sticking my fingers down my throat, trying to throw up in hopes. And in my mind, I was like, if I throw up now, I'm going to lose like 10 pounds. And it didn't work. And I was like, what's going on? Because it was just, it's body dysmorphia. You just don't, mm-hmm. it makes, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But when you're dealing with those struggles, it's like, this is my way out. This is how I'm going to get pretty. This is how I'm going to get skinny. This is how I'm going to get popular. <laughs> yeah. So I, I tried it, and it was obviously unsuccessful, but I struggled, and I struggled, and I struggled. Now, finally, I, about eighth grade was when I started to kind of 
grow taller, thin out more, you know, and I didn't really struggle with it as much, but, you know, eating disorders can definitely be something, and maybe not even to that, but an eating disorder with, like, depression, so sometimes when you're depressed, you just overeat, you know, there's been times where I've been depressed, and I'm like, I'm sitting here with a bag of chips in front of me, and I'm just eating the whole bag of chips, and I'm like, what am I doing? I'm about to be sick. It's comfort food, Mm so it's like, we we counteract those things with something else that's negative yeah. that's not going to help us. Yeah, that is crazy that you said that about bulimia because I tried it around the same age. Did you? Yeah, and I was unsuccessful as well because first of all, I hate throwing up more mm-hmm. than anything in the world. Yeah. Um I can't remember if I had a short period of time where I was actually successful at it, but I know whatever it was, it didn't last long and one of the saddest things about it is that it started from watching some documentary at school about bulimia and anorexia. And all I remember thinking is that that is genius. Like, I want to try it instead of what it should have done, which it made me... I was like, oh, my God, this is how these people are being skinny. And then I remember Tammy Roman. She Mm -hmm. is from Basketball Wives. She was saying that... You can't tell her things like, oh, my God, are you okay? You look so tiny. You're so frail. You're disappearing because those were compliments to her. Yeah. Really? Yeah. She said, don't tell me that that because it makes me feel like I'm doing something Mm. right. She struggled severely with body dysmorphia. I did not know that. Yeah. And I'm like, man, it's so crazy how this world has us so conditioned to believe that we need to be a size two. Mm. We need to be paper thin. To feel beautiful, and that's not the real world. I remember my my counselor telling me to start following more body positive um, people on social media. Mm -hmm. But I'm so messed up that (laughs) I was like, I don't want to follow. I don't want to be in the happy, beautiful, thick, plus-size girl club. Like, I don't. Mm -hmm. They look great. I don't want to be one of them. Mm -hmm. I am one of them, but I don't want to be. I want to be skinny. I want to have the... And the crazy thing is, if I was to show a picture of hashtag body goals and someone who has the shape that I desire, mm-hmm. it's literally impossible for me to be that. It, exactly. <laughs> That's what I think I'm not even created. To I'm even like, have anything like that. Like, I don't care how hard I work out and how well I eat. No. My stomach my stomach will, can be flat, but it will never be rock hard tight unless yeah. I do some sort of surgical procedure. Yeah. It just won't. And that's what I have to come to terms with. Mm-hmm. I have to say, you know what? I beat myself up all the time when I, you know, want to wear something specific that, you know, either a, a swimsuit or whatever that shows my stomach. And I'm like, yeah, okay, it's smaller, it's flat, but it's flabby. It's not tight and, like, muscular, like, abs and cute like these women. I'm like, it's never going to be that. It's mm-hmm. never been that my entire life unless I decide that I want to be 110 pounds. It's never going to be that, and I don't want to be that small. <laughs> and how hard is it to say, forget it, I'm going to wear the two-piece anyway? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. do you? it's hard to. It's, it's hard. actually hard to be like, I don't care. I'm going to love my flabby stomach. I'm going to love my cellulite. It is really hard to do that. And I commend those who have. Yeah. I commend those who have. And I follow a girl who is very tiny. Mm-hmm. And her body looks perfect with mm-hmm. with her clothes all on. But then she'll post a picture in her bikini. And you can tell she's had kids. Because mm-hmm. she has sagging yeah. skin and stretch marks. And... I'm like, that is so dope that she don't care. You know what I mean? And I'm like, 
I, I can't even get to the point. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to say I can't because I'm working mm-hmm. on it. But it's been very difficult for me to get to the point where I'm like, I don't care because I do mm-hmm. care. I care very much. I care very much, And I much want too. to look like yeah. Beyonce. And <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And it's like, I want to look like Sierra. But mm-hmm. you look at these women who are tall and slender and so tiny. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's not even my makeup. Like, mm-hmm. I literally have been walking around with a big butt since I was in the fifth grade. Yeah. I'm never going to be this tall, super slender chick. Like, you right. have curves. You got all these kids. You're not going to look like that. So why don't you learn to love you the body to. that you're in? And then I think that um, when you're trying to lose weight and stuff like that, I think mm-hmm. it's a lot easier for you when you're doing it for health reasons and stuff Yeah. and not because you hate your body. You need to learn to love your body, and I think that makes the journey a little bit easier. Yeah, it's like finding appreciation for all your body does for you. Mm-hmm. You know, when I sit and think about my body and all it's gone through throughout my entire life i'm able to walk i'm able to move i literally gave birth to a human like i literally had a child in my womb my stomach grew the baby came out it went back like the all that your body does for you and like how it doesn't you know for me at least my body has not failed me you know it's healthy it moves i might get a little pops and cracks here and there but like it, yeah. it doesn't let me down. So to appreciate, like, the good things about yes. your body. Appreciate the things. There are, there's, there's something. Mm-hmm. There is going to be something. I don't care how long it takes for you to figure it out. But there's at least one thing that you can look at about your looks, your body, anything about your physical features and say, I like that. Yeah. I, I don't agree. even care if you're like, I like the color of my hair. I like the color of my eyes. Start picking those things out. Start picking out those little things and then think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, I really love my smile. Instead of mm-hmm. saying, I really hate my stomach, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But when you start focusing on those things, you become happier. You become more confident. And now you're like, hmm, I think I like this about me too. Mm-hmm. You know, you just start to love yourself. Absolutely. Um, so we did say we're going to do a couple things that we love about ourselves. Yes. So let's go back and forth. I'll do one. You do one. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. One thing that I love about myself is my skin complexion. Awesome. I love it so much. Now, I do still be like, I'm the darkest person in this room, but I'm not ashamed of it. I love my complexion, and I feel like people try to make me hate my complexion since I was a kid. And I even remember looking in the mirror and be like, what is wrong with them? Like, I'm golden brown. I'm like, chocolate. This is beautiful. Like, I love my complexion. Um, I love that I'm one of a very darker complexion of an African-American woman because I feel like it's something proud. Yeah. You know what I mean? It makes me proud of who I am. It makes me proud of my culture. It makes me proud of my ethnicity. And I'm glad that I get to wear one of the darker shades. I feel like it's a privilege. God could have made me light skin, Uh but with this dark skin, I get to just represent a little bit more. So that's one reason that I really just love my skin. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, One thing that I've always loved about myself is my eyes. I've always loved my eye color. Um, there are times where it can slightly change a bit Mm -hmm. and I've always loved that about my eyes. I just think it makes me more unique. You know, one day it might be a little bit more gray or one day it might be a little bit more brown or you might, you might get a little bit more green on another day. And I'm like, that's that's a cool, unique feature (laughs) that I've always loved about myself. Yeah, I like that. Another thing I would say is I like my shape. Um, Although I deal with issues in my way, I do like my shape. I think mm-hmm. I'm curvy, and I appreciate that, 
you know, God gave it to me in the proportions that he did. I love that you say that because I struggled so long with, um, even still to this day, about my weight and like en envisioning the perfect body in mm -hmm. my mind being like, ugh, it's nowhere near that. And like, but I have to appreciate it because it could be something that is very, in my eyes, unattractive. Like something that I would really not yeah. like. And, and, and there are things that I know for a fact that I would be like, oh, God, if, yeah. I, if that's how my body was, mm -hmm. I would be very unhappy. So to, to appreciate what I do have with my body, to appreciate my shape, and to know that it's okay if it's not perfect, um, I like it. Yeah, and that makes me, just to kind of piggyback on that, like when you think about the curves that you have and the parts of yourself that you like that make you feel beautiful, it's like, well, you had to have something, you know what I mean? That it mm -hmm. comes with things. Yeah. My hips came from childbearing. Mm -hmm. So did my stretch marks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, if I like having hips and I like being curvy, other things came with that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Would I rather get rid of that and also get rid of my hips? Yeah. And you know what I mean? So it's like, it comes with other things. So let we, we not there. Let me, I got off track. <laughs> Um, the final thing I have to say I like about myself is my hair. Okay. Um, my hair is so nappy. Like, okay. <laughs> it really is. It's very thick. It's very coarse. It's very 4C. Mm -hmm. It's very full. It grows beautifully. It's very healthy. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just, it's really some black girl hair. And <laughs> the, uh, it's, it goes in the same category with my complexion and why I like it because it makes me very proud to represent and be who I am because yeah God could have gave me um what do you call it 4B hair or whatever it is where you have a softer easier to comb curl okay. pattern he could have gave me that that's mm -hmm. beautiful too yeah but he gave me a real good coarse uh coily curl yeah. and I love it and I appreciate it because it makes me feel connected to who I am that's awesome I love yeah. that um for me the last thing I like is I like my smile. I've always loved my smile, even though I talked about my one little crooked tooth. That's okay. It <laughs> that I've literally never yeah, noticed. And, and I don't even <laughs> notice it until times where, like, if I'm talking on a video mm -hmm. and, like, I'm tilted one little weird area where you can kind of see it. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, I'm like, again, I realize <laughs> it's a stupid thing. But I, I do. I truly like my smile. I like my teeth. That's great. I like my smile. I'm very happy with it. That's awesome. Yeah. I like how you let the positive overcome the negative. Yeah. And so let's kind of go into some of the ways that we do combat it. I mean, you talked about it a little bit earlier mm -hmm. when you said that, like, we need to focus on the things that we like so much. Like, ooh, God gave me these hips. Mm -hmm. um, maybe I won't think about my stretch marks every yeah. single day. So just thinking about the things that you love and focusing on those things as opposed to focusing constantly on things that mm -hmm. you don't like. Yeah, because, I mean, it's just, it's natural. I mean, when you think about negative things, you feel negative. When you mm -hmm. think about positive things, you feel good. So it's like, um, it, it, it goes into being present. And, yeah, maybe in the present right now, I have cellulite. Maybe in the present right now, I have. But, like, it's, it's what we talked about earlier, being appreciative of what your body does well and what's the good things about your body. And when you start filling up your mind about that and saying, and either if you have to write it down, say, I like my hair, my skin color, and my smile. Whatever it is that you like. Even if it's one thing. I, I, I understand that some people have this 
struggle in a very deep manner. Mm-hmm. And some for some people, it's hard to find one thing because they are so consumed with all the negative. But if you could just find that one thing, and I, you know, would even charge you to start focusing on that one thing mm-hmm. every day. If you have to look in the mirror and say, I love this about me. And that I really feel like that will start to make you feel better. And then you're like, okay, let me write down something else. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care if it takes you weeks, months before you can write down a second thing. Yeah. But find a second thing Mm -hmm. and start telling yourself, I love the way my thighs look, whatever that is. And you start telling yourself that all the time. And you'll start building these habits, these good, healthy habits of what I like about me versus what I hate about me. Yeah, absolutely. Another one is your social media. Who do you follow? Mm. Like I talked about my uh, therapist telling me to start following more body positive pages, and that's what I'm going to do. I don't want to follow men anymore who constantly praise women who have unrealistic standards. And and speaking of men, I just want to say this real quick. (laughs) It is so interesting to me how men expect us to be so tiny with a small waist and a big butt and big breast and all that. But we don't expect them to look like Shamar Moore. Okay. Dad bods. Y'all be having dad bods. They be having dad bods. Not dad. What you say? Bods. Bobs. Bobs. (laughs) I just pictured Billy Ray Cyrus for some reason. No. Please. Y'all be having, like, well, no, seriously, like, we don't expect y'all to walk around looking like a Marion no. or have, like, six packs, eight packs. No. <laughs> Lord, don't, let, don't make Gabby wreck her fan out now. <laughs> but no, that's serious. It's we so don't. true. I mean, and I get that men have certain standards that they, you know, things that they struggle with. So, as a, as a true, woman, I can't true. say that. But I feel like the pressures that men in society put on women and their looks are much greater than what society and women put on men. We don't just go for anything. We want to find you attractive, but we dang sure don't expect you to have a 12-pack. Mm-hmm. And we would we that, we can appreciate a nice 12-pack, you know? Yeah, you can appreciate it. It's, it's nice. But, but it's not a requirement. But for us, y'all want the flat stomach. And y'all want the, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And women got kids, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not always going to be something... That we can do, so... And the crazy thing is, too, is... Oh, it frustrates me with social media. Is that you'll have people... Let's say put a post on there. And everyone will tear someone down for maybe their natural look. Oh, her butt's so flat. Oh, her teeth are so big. They got a giant gap. Mm-hmm. They have this, they have that. All these negative things that they point out about someone's appearance. Now, that same person goes... And gets plastic surgery to fix those things because now they're self conscious. And then they post up a picture of what they look like now, and everyone's like, "Oh, they fake. They're plastic. They, they this, they that." And it's like, we can't, we 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 can't appease you. No, nope. we can't make you happy because you talk about bad about me when I'm in my natural state. Then when I go and get work done because you made me feel self conscious, now you're talking about how I'm fake and I'm plastic and oh she bought this and she look and it's like Exactly you cannot make everyone happy. Yep. You have to learn to be happy with yourself. Yep. And that's it. That's all, you know, and that's why I was saying like 
unfollowing those men who are constantly posting mm-hmm. those women as their women crush Wednesday. These super crazy looking IG models who have photoshopped their pictures down to a T. Unfollowing these women who put out impossible beauty standards and start following real women, real people who are going to make you feel more accepted because we are out there. There are yeah. so many people out there um, who are fighting to love themselves as they are unfiltered. So, so you know, just changing who you follow, changing your environment. You don't want uh, Gabby's friends from elementary school that are making you feel uh, bad or putting no. you down. Cause <laughs> that's a thing. Like it people is. have friends as adults mm-hmm. who put them down, who make them not feel good about themselves. So it's like, why do we do that? No, surround yourself with people who love you, who lift you up, who encourage you. These are some of the ways that we can start to overcome these things. Yes, and therapy. I know I say probably every episode, and I probably will continue to say every episode, but therapy. That will help you. I cannot tell you how many things I've held on from childhood, and especially in regards to this, Mm -hmm. in self-esteem and the way I look at myself, how I view myself, how I feel about myself, that I've opened up this last round of counseling that my counselor has really been able to help me walk through each one of those things and help me to find ways to love myself more. And, ooh, okay, I'm not going to go there because this is for a whole other episode. But I've come to terms to loving myself independently of external factors. A lot of times I used to base how I see myself, how I felt about myself, based off of how other people looked at me or treated me. And it was like, oh, if, if, I, if they love me, or if they say something positive about me, then I love me and I feel something positive about mm-hmm. me. If they reject me or if they say something hurtful to me, now I think that I'm a horrible, terrible, ugly, stupid person. So it's like I'm learning to love myself independently from anything and anyone else and what they can say because I'm learning that I am my only person. Like I'm, I have to be happy with me. I cannot have other people make me feel happy. Absolutely, I love that. I love, love, love that. We have to break free because the people who we admire the most, they love themselves because we admire them so much. Yeah. And what if we didn't? I remember watching a documentary years and years ago with Kylie Jenner on E, and she had her own little special, and mm-hmm. she was saying that like if she posts a picture. And she starts seeing a bunch of negative comments. She will delete it so fast. Really? Yeah, like if people are like, oh my wow. God, that outfit. Or she looks, you know, she will delete it so fast. So you see so many young girls who look up to her, who want to be like her. But she literally depends on everyone else's oh, opinions about her. You have to. Yeah. And, and that, unfortunately, in that field, you have to. Because mm-hmm. you're popular based off of people. Yeah. Like you're not just this amazing, not to say you're not amazing, but you're not just this person who in and of yourself is going to get all this glory and and, and honor and and praise because it's just who you are. It's Mm -hmm. because people follow you for something. They follow you for your looks. They follow you for your product. They follow you for your talent. Mm -hmm. If people don't like that, then you're not as popular. Yeah, and that's why that's awesome for her career. But it's like when it comes to the end of the day, when you go to bed alone and no one else is there, 
you should be able to still love you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously, you she's a millionaire, so she's not yeah. going broke anytime soon. Right. But if everything was to just stop and the people were stopped praising you, would you love you? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so important that we do, like you said, love ourselves independently. Mm-hmm. And that is something, like I said, we're fighting against the machine yeah. to do. And I'm so glad we're talking about it because there's so many of us who are fighting against that machine and losing. Oh, yeah. And losing. All the time losing. And, you know, when you were talking about that Kylie Jenner situation of, of, like, if she posts something and they say, oh, your outfit's ugly or whatever, I feel like where what makes you feel confident. Actually, me and Nikki both just uh, watched Adrienne Bailon. She has her own um, YouTube channel, and she did an episode fairly recently on body positivity and talked about, like, people were talking about her like why is she wearing baggy clothes now like why is she not wearing her cute little fitted outfits anymore and Mm -hmm. she's like because it makes me feel comfortable Mm -hmm. like these baggy clothes are making me feel comfortable because I might have gained a few pounds and I don't want to suck in my stomach I don't want to keep hiding angles because it's not for her it may not be flattering for her and it's not making her feel comfortable Mm -hmm. wear what you want to wear show up the way you want to if you want to cut your hair and everyone's telling you your hair is going to look bad if it's cut short cut it who cares it grows back or you could if you don't like it put extensions or something in it like do what you want to do what makes you feel confident not what everyone else is telling you you should be doing because to tell the truth somebody's gonna say one negative comment to you and then Mm -hmm. it's gonna affect your whole week year month whatever yeah it's gonna make you deter from your decision and then they're gonna go home and literally never even think about it again and now you decided not to wear the swimsuit to the beach that you really wanted to wear because someone was going to look at you funny. And I've been there. I've literally gone to the beach and kept my dress on the entire time and just put my feet in the water because I didn't want to be seen in a swimsuit. I didn't want people to judge me from the way that I looked. But it's like, y'all can stare at me and and ruin y'all's time here by staring at me the whole time. I'm going to have fun. Like, I'm going to have fun. And you know what? On the other side of that, some people are... Some people are haters Mm -hmm. like they will purposefully say something to you just to make you feel uncomfortable like they actually are seeking to make you feel uncomfortable because they know if they make you feel uncomfortable that they kind of can quote-unquote shine a little more maybe maybe they are insecure by you maybe they see something in you that they're like man like she's really confident in that like hmm let me break that confidence really Down, quick. Yeah. And, and then they, unfortunately, you know, some people are just miserable like this. It makes them feel better. Now they're like, ah, now I can shine. Now I can be confident. Now people can be looking at me mm-hmm. and not her anymore. So you have to be very careful of yeah. what people put into your mind and mm-hmm. what they pour into and what they say to you and take that with a grain of salt because some people are doing it on purpose yeah for sure like I've experienced it so many times like I I learned one thing that I learned is that sometimes I introduce myself with my insecurities you oh, know what I mean okay. and it's like nobody even knew that about you it's like yeah. when you go on stage and you have to read something and the first thing you say is like, okay, you guys, I'm sorry. I'm just yeah. really nervous and I hate I've speaking in front of people. And they had no, no clue. Idea. 
they have no clue you or the freaking professor who just did a speech for the White House last week both walked up here. They have no idea. But you introduce yourselves. And I done that so much in my life. I talk down about myself as a yeah. mom, as a wife. And I think that when you do that to insecure people, they they may have admired you. They may have looked at you like, wow, she's awesome. But now they heard all your things you hate about yourself. And now they want to reinforce them. Yeah. Oh, you know God. what I mean? Yes. They want to <laughs> reinforce them to make sure you stay down there where you're at. They're afraid of your potential. They're afraid of what's going to happen if you really do see how beautiful you are. If you yeah. see how amazing you are and how blessed you are. They want to keep you there. Like, stay right yeah. here. Don't be growing and glowing because I want you right here with me right. or under me. Because for some reason, people think that we can't all shine together. Like, <laughs> if you're shining, like, I can't shine. Like, no, we can all shine. We can all thrive. We can all be the best versions of ourselves. We can all love ourselves. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you're any less if someone loves themselves. Yeah. And I think, like, just creating healthy habits, like having a healthy... Um, mental state, mm -hmm. having a healthy spiritual state, when you start focusing on all those areas instead of just one area, like sometimes when you become so obsessed with one area, like you can't even focus on anything else. Yeah. But if I'm always looking at my body or my looks and like, ooh, it's ugly, it's ugly, it's ugly, how can I ever grow spiritually? Mm -hmm. How can I ever um, grow mentally and learn more stuff? I'm, I'm just so consumed with something. So start building oh, those healthy habits and there's so many ways to do that. There's so many ways but you have to take that first step to do it. Yeah, that is, and that's why um, discipline is so important because those habits are what are going to change your mindset. They're what are going to push you towards getting out of that because I think for me, I'm always, um, no matter how exciting things are, no matter what I'm working on, my body image and the way that I feel about myself is always a thing that's in the back of my mind that, mm -hmm. like, I can't enjoy anything. You know what I mean? I don't... There's no excitement for me in fashion and looking at clothes or what I'm going to wear or anything. Like, and it, it will remain that way until I become you know, happy with the way that I look. And I would hate for me to lose weight or to change this and change that and then I'm still unhappy at the mm -hmm. end of the day so it starts now yes. building those ha healthy habits yes i agree one thing we're gonna do right now because we've named things that we do love about ourselves let's give each other one compliment on something physically because i think we always like praise each other friend wise and everything yeah, like course. that right. so let's give each other a a compliment okay so one thing that i love about you say a couple things Let's see what's oh, yeah. <laughs> but i don't want to sound so okay so you already know I, this is the no homo so. no homo <laughs> i know i just should have to say no that homo. but sometimes you can say something and they'd be like oh that's real homo-ish but i think you have very pretty lips really i do you have very it, they're just very full but not too full they're just very proportioned Thank to each you. other you have very pretty lips that's like a, that's another thing to add to thank the ancestors for. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Just one more thing. <laughs> okay. Hmm. You know what? I feel you have this exoticness to you. Ooh. Yeah. Like when you got your curls and you got like a tanned skin okay. and you got a curvy shape. So it gives exoticness. Okay. Like I have told you before that I wouldn't have guessed your race mm -hmm. off. When I just met you. So, mm -hmm. I kind of like that. Ambiguousness. Yeah. yeah, ambiguousness. I like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I, I, I get that. 
often, more often than... Really? Like, well, people will be like, what are you? And I'd be wanting to say, like, I'm a woman. I'm a human being. <laughs> I'm a person. <laughs> I'm a human being. Yeah, that's But I know what they're asking. I know what they're asking. So, oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, so, you guys, that was fun. Yes. Thank you for tuning in this week. Y'all know new episodes drop every, every Monday. Monday. All of our links are available underneath this episode in the description. Make sure you follow us, like, comment, subscribe, and leave a rate and review. All right, thank you guys for listening. Bye.